This is Jarrell Clay at the Center for New American Security. I'm here today with Paul Shari, who is leading our Artificial Intelligence and Global Security Initiative here at the Center. Paul, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. So we've seen this open letter, which is signed by more than 100 CEOs, warning the United Nations of the dangers of autonomous weapons. We've seen warnings like this from Elon Musk and others in the past. What is the letter trying to accomplish? Yeah, here we are again um, doing another podcast on uh, Elon Musk's warnings about artificial intelligence. I think we could do probably a weekly series on just um, his warnings on AI. and They just keep coming. They just keep coming, right? And I don't think they're slowing down. Um, in this case, you're right, he's gotten over 100 um, CEOs and founders of AI and robotics companies to co-sign a letter, um, and perhaps it's unfair to phrase it that way. I don't know that Musk himself was behind organizing it, um, but he's, he's a, a prominent signatory. And it's really a letter written to um, to the United Nations uh, Convention on Certain Conventional Weapons. That is uh, not, not my name. That's a really awkward name. It's called the CCW for short. That's been having discussions on lethal autonomous weapons for the past several years. And one of the concerns that they raise in the letter um, is both concern about the technology, autonomous weapons, where these might be going, but also that the diplomatic process has been very slow. Um, last year, the UN agreed to move to a more formal body for discussions called a group of governmental experts, um, which is really kind of a more formal mechanism of meeting countries getting together and meeting to talk about a topic. And it's been delayed this year. Uh, there were meetings that were supposed to be happening right now, this week, and they've been pushed off till November. And so one of the things they're expressing in the letter is just um, a little bit of chastising the UN to say, hey, we, you know, we're a little bit sad that you're not talking about this, and then imploring them to take some action. But what they're asking for is very fuzzy. Um, they... They say at the end, we implore uh, governments to find a way to protect us from these dangers. What that means is is a little bit unclear. Um, but clearly what they want to get out of this is really to just draw more attention to the issue, to increase the public debate, and to make it clear that from the perspective of at least these robotics company leaders, they see this as a major concern. So it's interesting that they, they are calling out the United Nations about this. Can you uh, explain a little bit about the process? I understand that you were giving talks at some of the CCW um, conferences in the past. Yeah, so um, through our uh, ethical autonomy project for the last several years, myself and a number of other colleagues here at CNAS um, have been uh, engaging in these conversations um, and at the UN uh, giving presentations and some of our research. And if it lasts three years now, countries have come together to have informal discussions about the concept of autonomous weapons. Um, it's been generally framed in the UN context as future weapons that do not yet exist. There's some contention about that. Um, the definition itself of autonomous weapon is not, has not been agreed upon internationally. You often see some confusion in these international discussions where some people are talking about, um, Things that don't exist but might be relatively near-term, like, say, some advanced combat stealth drone that could hunt its own targets. Other people are thinking about um, things that are very far-term, something out of science fiction, like a robotic Terminator or a Cylon from Battlestar Galactica. They're envisioning kind of human-level intelligence. And then other people are thinking about things that already exist today, like landmines, and might be very dumb indeed. Um, and in fact, the fact that they're dumb is the problem, right? And so they, they've been really messy conversations. Um, there's been, you know, there's been progress in these discussions in the sense of um, 
there's been a slow process over the last couple of years of developing some cohesive understanding, some common understandings across countries. But it's been um, it's been slow. And in fairness, when you add up the total number of days that they've been discussing this topic, it's maybe like 15 days. Um, so it hasn't really been that much. It's just been spread over a couple of years. Um, and the, the, the debate last year, the discussion was finally to create this more formal body, this group of governmental experts. But it's been held back primarily because of financial contributions. Um, countries aren't paying their dues to this UN body, and so they don't have the funding to move forward. And so that's been um, frustrating for, for many of the parties involved. It sounds like tech companies are developing faster than the policy can be written to regulate. Yeah, I mean, there's no question that technology is moving forward um, far faster than diplomacy. Um, and surprise, surprise. Yeah, you're not really a shocker. Uh, it'd be hard, really, for the technology to move slower um, than the pace of diplomacy. And it's, I think, it's an open question of how far away this technology is. Um, the letter, you know, warns we do not have long to act. You know, the technology to build autonomous weapons exists today. Um, a reasonably advanced country could build a relatively crude autonomous weapon today. In fact, a person, you know, reasonably sophisticated engineer could probably build something like this in their garage. It wouldn't be, um, you know, the size of a large combat aircraft. It might be a small drone that could, say, go hunt um, targets or people on their own and attack them. But that would be technically doable. At the same time, um, you don't really see many countries deliberately trying to build these. There was a Russian arms manufacturer who claimed earlier this summer that they had built an autonomous weapon, but the details are just not clear. It's not clear whether that's true or that's just bluster on their part, or even what do we mean by autonomy, because the word is is thrown around in a lot of different contexts um, without a lot of definitions. Um, and so exactly what, what people are building can be a little bit fuzzy in terms of the technical details. So sort of given what you know about the development and how countries are using autonomous weapons, is the letter right in saying, you know, we should be concerned and we're moving too fast? Or is this something that in terms of combat, in terms of just, you know, commercial use in, in all forms of any autonomy, are we ready as a society to, to put it into use? Yeah, I mean, look, the technology is basically available now and we become increasingly available to build weapons that could go out and hunt um, targets on their own. I think whether you find that um, horrifying or not depends upon um, your degree of faith in both the technology, but also the ability of humans and human institutions to use this technology in kind of a sensible way. Um, you know, for my part, I am less concerned about what um, the U.S. Defense Department might do. I think there are a lot of procedures in place to ensure that um, systems are tested appropriately um, so that they're less likely to malfunction in terrible ways. And there's a, a obviously a strong a culture of legality and ethics. Um, General Selva, the Vice Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, has, has spoken on um, ethical issues pertaining to autonomous weapons and the importance of maintaining humans in control a number of times. I'm more concerned about what other countries might do. Um, Russia has signaled that they just don't see this the same way. Um, they're slapping weapons on are ground robots of all sorts of sizes, from small things the size of maybe a, a golf cart up to large um, armored personnel carriers that are carrying machine guns and rockets. 
they had said they want to build fully roboticized units. Um, you've had this arms manufacturer claiming they built an autonomous weapon. You just don't get any sense of hesitation from the way that they talk publicly about these weapons or any sense of even an acknowledgement that there are legal or ethical boundaries or concerns to even address, right? Um, and that's, that's certainly troubling, right? And, um, and I think certainly the tolerance of risk that you're going to have different countries have in terms of risk of fratricide, risk of accidents, risk of unintentional escalation, risk of civilian casualties is very different um, with other countries. So I think it's a valid concern to say, look, you know, we should get together and, and discuss this internationally. Um, I think it's great that countries have been coming together to discuss this topic. You know, what can be done about it is another Another question. I mean, even the letter is pretty vague on the solution. They want to find find a way to protect us from all these dangers. Um, some it's been often characterized this letter in the press as a call for a ban. But some astute observers um, and journalists who've been writing on this have pointed out the letter doesn't say ban. And that there's no way that that's just a casual oversight um, because there have been other letters in the past, both um, by some of these technologists, some of the people who are signatories to this one, in a letter two years ago that was signed by some robotics and AI experts that did call for a ban, as well as other groups like the Campaign to Stop Killer Robots that are calling for a ban. Um, and so the fact that it doesn't say that here is, is by no means an oversight that clearly has to do with some negotiations of the signatories in terms of what went into this. But what does that mean, protect us? Like, protect us how? Like, create a treaty, regulate the technology, um, you know, sign a, a big memo by a bunch of countries saying we agree that Skynet is really scary and we're not going to build it. I mean, what do we want countries to do? And that's, I think, a, an open question. Paul Shar is a senior fellow at the Center for New American Security uh, and the author of the forthcoming book, Army of None, Autonomous Weapons and the Future of War. Paul, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me.